Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello, and welcome to the Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in sunny, kind of sunny Seattle. It was absolutely gorgeous yesterday. In fact, the last two um, mornings, Eric, I've been eating my breakfast, my favorite vegan gluten-free bar that's really quite delicious, by <laughs> nice. the way, um, with my green tea, right by blue herons and baby wood ducks and eagles. Um, Ooh, that sounds yeah, idyllic. Yeah. Oh, it's just gorgeous. So that's where I've been the last few sunny mornings. And the sun kind of seems to taper off in the afternoon. So it's like you have to catch it around 7 a.m. Yeah, suddenly we've we've had these kind of hazy afternoons the last couple <laughs> yeah. of days, but it's been warm and nice. I barbecued for the second time <gasps> wow, this year. Wow, uh, that's impressive. Last night. So uh, you were probably a little more animal friendly <laughs> if you're a vegan bar this yeah, morning right. than I was yesterday. But uh, organic chicken, Organic burgers. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Delicious. Good job. Excellent. (laughs) That's wonderful. (laughs) Well, and our guest today is Mike Dooley. He's in Florida where it's always sunny, by the way, from Orlando. I'm sure many of you have heard of him. Except when they're having hurricanes. Oh, except when they're having hurricanes. (laughs) Not so sunny, Mike, about that. Um, Mike Dooley um, wrote one of my favorite books, and I don't remember how many, maybe seven or eight books now, have been published by Mike. Infinite Possibilities is absolutely one of my favorite books. I've read it several times. And his newest book, Leveraging the Universe, Seven Steps to Engaging Life's Magic, um, makes me very happy. I'm enjoying reading the book as well, and so I'll definitely talk about that. Mike is a former Price Waterhouse Corps, <laughs> inter- Coopers, excuse me, international ta- tax consultant turned entrepreneur who's founded a physiological adventurous club. I don't know why I'm talking so poorly this morning. I'm sorry about that. On the internet, that's now home to over 400,000 members from over 185 countries. Very exciting. Um, I love the messages, Mike, from tut.com. I get one every morning in my Yahoo account. Are you there, Mike? Yes, thank you, Marie. Thank you. (laughs) I love it. Your inspirational books, Emphasizing Spiritual Accountability, have been published in 25 languages, and you have um, been featured, of course, on The Secret, which is what kind of started everything for you. Would you say that's true, what things really blossomed Um, after that? Actually, I love pointing out that that's not so much the case. (laughs) I was doing this exact same thing, embarking on my second world tour uh, when Rhonda came along. And, uh, you know, it's because I was already doing this stuff, speaking on Thoughts Become Things, that I was on her radar. Uh, And so, so, uh, of course, it raised my profile a bit, elevated things, um, but uh, was not the beginning. Nope. Mm. (laughs) No, that's wonderful. And you love um, teaching people the art of living our dreams. I mean, it's what impassions you every day. Oh, yeah. So, my gosh. Uh, And I never set out to be a teacher. I never set out to save the world or anything noble like that. Certainly not to be selfish. I I now teach the opposite. I teach selfish service. I love (laughs) the concept. But, um, yeah, now I'm a a teacher, and it is uh, it is the coolest thing. And and when you set out to make a dream come true, not only does its manifestation exceed your expectations, but it comes about in ways you could not have foreseen. Those mm-hmm. are the cursed house, which are the domain of the universe, mm-hmm. and it invariably takes you off course into territories that you could not have foreseen. I, I, this is a part of a lot of my talks now, and. Uh, 
because it's so exciting and, and, and it gives you permission to not worry about the hows. The hows will take care of themselves when you just keep showing up with an end result in mind. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, one of the things I love from Infinite Possibilities, and you talk more personally about your life stories in this new book, Leveraging the Universe, at least from my opinion you do, um, is when you were a tax accountant graduating from college, getting this great job in New York, I believe it was, and things weren't going very well. <laughs> you know, you were afraid you were going to get fired. And you started to imagine that every day everyone was happy to see you, that you were happy. So, again, you weren't thinking about the how, what, where, when, or why. But something magical obviously happened, and you found your footing in the company that you were hired in. And things started to just go amazingly well. And and you, you know, align that all with starting to think positively and feeling happy about being there. Yep. That's uh, and, and that story, and, and this also... There's so many metaphors to everything, but but the story of me kind of being so desperately lost and not finally not messing with the cursed house wasn't because I was so bright. It wasn't because I was so enlightened. It was like I had run out, run my luck out. I was hanging on by a thread and didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to imagine the house. I had exhausted them all and. Bingo, all of a sudden, that's what the universe is waiting for, so it can figure out the how. So, exactly. you know, I, that happened then when all of a sudden I was plucked from the audit department and landed in the tax department overnight. Nothing I could have <laughs> done would have anticipated that. I, I would have run the other way if I saw that coming. Every auditor is terrified of tax, but yet because I was not insisting on being a good auditor, I was not insisting on saving my career this way, that way, or the other, it left room for, for infinite possibilities. And mm-hmm. the same thing happened. And as a 12 years ago, uh, at the story I chronicle in my new book, Leveraging the Universe, is, you know, the train wreck that my life seemed to be 12 years ago. And I was no longer able to say, universe, make me the best uh, entrepreneur or get me back into public accounting. Or I, I didn't even dare say, make me a writer. And I was terrified of speaking, so I didn't say, make me a speaker. I said, and this is, I stumbled upon this. I said, I, I want to live in abundance. You know, I don't want to worry about money anymore. I don't want to worry <laughs> about my mortgage being paid. I want to have friends and laughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to be uh, creatively fulfilled. I don't care what I do, and who who cares? Who cares what they do? So long as they're creatively filled, fulfilled, if I could look into a mirror or a crystal ball for any of your listeners right now and say, oh, my God, one year from now, not only are you loaded financially, <laughs> but you are so creatively fulfilled. Uh-huh. I don't think any of them would say, oh, I'm not so sure I like that. Tell me what I'm doing, and then I'll let you know. It's like, no, you're happy. You're joyful. You're bouncing off the walls. You can't wait to get right. out of bed every morning. Then it's like, okay, surprise me, universe. And, and out of desperation 12 years ago, at the lowest point in my life, when I surrendered to the house and would not cling to anything for fear that I'd get in my own way or that it was wrong, uh, I, I told the universe my end results, general, generally stated, right. abundance, creative, fulfilling work, friends and laughter, international travel. And it was like, universe, help me, you figure it out. And I knew enough then to at least do stuff every day. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're not attached to the outcome of what you're doing, 
but still attached to the general picture of happiness, uh, the universe will always find the shortest, quickest way because you're out there. The dots can be then connected. You'll meet somebody standing in line uh, at a Subway sandwich shop, and, and you'll be next thing you know, you'll be talking about a job fair or some other thing that will ultimately cha- transform your life. That's the importance of showing up. Yeah, I think one of the most um, amazing principles about that, about getting out of the way and not determining or defining what you're meant to do in this world or who you're supposed to be with or how much money you're supposed to make, all of those things, is that the universe, as you've written many times, is so unlimited. About 14 years ago, I actually would stand in my bathroom every morning at 6 a.m. getting ready to go to my RN job, which I loved for a very long period of time, and then all of a sudden I didn't love it anymore. And I would pray every morning, please just allow me to live my passion and of wow. course, I had no idea what my passion was. And I would, awesome. I would even follow it with, I don't care if I'm going to sell green tea on the I-90 corridor. I don't care. I just want to be happy. And then, That is so yeah. what I teach. And you're, that's so well said. Yeah. So th- there's that beauty in us losing control, so to speak, or you know, realizing the fact that we have no control. Which is the opposite of what every single one of us has been taught since we could crawl. You better figure it out, young lady. No one's going to figure it out for you. <laughs> if you don't go out there and do this, and we're taught to judge the world from, with our physical senses. This is what the forbidden fruit and the original sin was all about. We're taught to kind of, you know, buy into this stuff, judge ourselves, judge our progress, plot our course, physically speaking, none of which takes into account life's magic and our divine heritage. But when we do, instant Instantaneously, we're, we're released. And whether we got in our own way for 20 years or 50 years, the instant we stop messing with the cursed house, life lifts us free. And, and it need not be 50 years of correction in that moment. Uh, as it's said by the prodigal child story in the Bible, your inheritance is restored. In that moment, you understand the truth. Your inheritance is restored. Oh, it's so beautiful. And you're basically talking about um, right now the second chapter, which is charting your course, Mm -hmm. you know, really getting some open-ended questions out of the way. Like, am I wild about what I do for work? Which I would say probably 80% of the people that I see professionally are not. They're not wild about what they do. And they do it, you know, all day long, you know, five days a week, years and years and years and their energy is depleted because of the fact they're not happy. They don't even believe in the company they work for. You know, right. There's no right. real emotional investment. Right. And what I say in Chapter 2 there, Chart Your Course, Step 2 of Leveraging the Universe, um, is, well, number one, stop messing with the shoulds. They're as bad as the hows. And start asking, what do I want to do? And then I address what I am painfully aware of is that most people who have messed with the shoulds and the hows for too long no longer know what they want. Mm. They're like, you know, like, great. Tell me not to mess with the shoulds. You know, that's, that's fine. Tell me to do what I want. I mean, who am I after all these years of playing charades and doing what would please my parents and, and the respectable thing, you know? And that's really... A hard point, and and uh, fortunately, I went through that to, to its worst degree twelve years ago, and uh, and I've got a bit of advice, uh, which may sound extremely facetious. What, what is um, it? I'm dying to know what is it. It's uh, it's like when you don't know what you want to do, um, then my advice is to consider your options. Uh, and, and if you're in this place, I already know, please excuse the language, that your options 
probably suck. Mm-hmm. Um, what you do is you consider your options. You don't put it on hold until great options show up because that doesn't happen. You consider your options, give yourself a deadline, you know, three days I would recommend, and choose from the least sucky. Now <laughs> you're out there in the world. Now you have traction. And while right. somebody might say, well, hey, you just told me not to do a job I don't like. Right. I told you to do a job you do like. But if you replied, I don't know what I like, then number one, if you're already doing something and you don't know what to do, keep doing it, but do it better. And life will raise you. The person who hates what they do, they think it's a secret. But actually, (laughs) even the UPS driver who rarely shows up knows who that person is and doesn't want to get near them with a 10-foot pole. The same is true for the person who's making the best of it. You know, they show up five minutes early to work. They stay five minutes late. They say yes when they're asked to do something. And they say yes with a glad heart. They they see what they're doing as a stepping stone to, to greater horizons. And for this person, the world becomes their oyster. Everyone wants a little bit of them. You don't have to be the gold medalist. You just have to be your own best. And people see that. It is priceless in a work environment. Showing up early, staying late will put you in the top one percentile of quote-unquote employees in the normal workforce. But but that's a slight sidetrack. If you don't have something to do, so you can't follow this advice of do it better since you don't know what else you want, and you've got nothing to do, maybe you're entering the workforce, re-entering the workforce, you've raised your kids, you got laid off, you folded your business, then do anything. Consider your options, choose the best of them, knowing ahead of time that it probably means the least sucky, and do it with gusto. Do it with a passion. Show up early. Stay late. Your clients, your customers, your employer, your manager will see this. And life rewards effort exponentially. Mm-hmm. And so the right person at the right time will sh- will show up to help transform your life. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen next month. It might be a year. But the life of your dreams is worth waiting a year. It took me years to kind of right my boat 12 years ago. Um, and in hindsight, uh, I have to say it seemed like it happened really fast. Right. And I'd wait. 12 years to live the life I'm living right now. It's so good. And so would almost anybody. So don't be impatient. Show up, master what's in front of you, and then you'll come to see what it is you most want to do. If not discover, and this is how it happened for me, and I think it really happens for everyone. If not discover one day, you're living the life of your dreams. And you will ask the question I have asked, what did I do in my mortal flailings, you know, just showing up so lost, so confused, often negative, to land me in a place where I have exceeded the life of my dreams as I used to define them. Life will morph around you when you have this new attitude of general end results that you've insisted upon, insisted upon showing up without insisting on on. Uh, attaching to the outcome of specific endeavors um, and being your best. It's like your life will morph around you in subtle ways until you don't even realize until after the fact you're living the life of your dreams. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask some questions about TET, you know, the your, your website, TET.com, mm-hmm. and your beautiful notes from the universe that come into people's mailboxes. Yeah, they really are gorgeous, Monday through Friday. Did, uh, what What inspired you to do that? What took place in order to make that happen? 
It was one of the least sucky paths in front of me, honestly. <laughs> Twelve years ago, I was like, I was 39 years old, and mm-hmm. I was like, how did this happen to me? I'm starting <laughs> over, and I don't right. even know what I'm starting. Are you kidding me? Right. You know, I've got an accounting background. I'm a certified public accountant. I work for Pricewaterhouse, and I remember thinking, well... You know, number one, I could circulate my accountant's resume. That was one door I knocked on. I wasn't going to do nothing. Number two, uh, I had a feeling that this Internet thing might go somewhere one day. <laughs> and this was the infancy of the Internet, 1999. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm being facetious for sure, right. of course. Uh, you know, I mean, the right. Internet was like, wow, this is the coolest thing in the world. But, you know, making money off it, off of it from, for someone like me especially was like, you know, you know, it's like getting water out of a rock, although it seemed promising. Where would I begin? Literally, I, I, you know, like many of your listeners now might be thinking the same thing. So I, I took a T-shirt website, which was our tut.com was totally unique T-shirts. Uh, since we liquidated Mom, Andy, and I, and we had no viable business there, I, I slowly learned how to tweak a page through Microsoft front page today it's WordPress and I converted it to the home base of Mike and his mailings his Monday morning motivators which mm-hmm. is what I sent out in the oh. beginning I oh. also joined Toastmasters to deal with my right. fear of speaking in public I also attended speaker conferences uh, National Speakers Association have conferences once a month in Florida and in every state I was knocking on doors turning over stones none of them were that appealing the Monday morning emails uh, number one, well, let me tell you, when I circulated my accountant's resume, it was really borderline nauseating. I, I was like, I don't want to go back there. Right. And no one would interview me. It wasn't panning out. So I let it go after I had tried that for like four weeks. Uh, that was clarity. Action always breeds clarity. And just because it was sucky at the outset, it was one of my options. It was better than some. I could have landed a job even then that would have paid maybe six figures. So I was like, I'm going to knock on that door. It's not the life of my dreams, but it might lead me to it. So, But, but the nausea was, you know, number one. And my feelings were like, no, this is no fun. And number two, no one wanted me. No one wanted to interview me. I wasn't marketable. I thought I was so marketable. And I was like, okay, clarity. Now, what are these other doors I'm knocking on? Uh, Opposite, the, the weekly emails, they were really popular. All of a sudden, people were replying to what used to be a deal of the week. Now it's just, you know, altruistic motivation sent to strangers uh, and people were like thanks for writing us Mike thanks yeah, uh, I look forward to Mondays Mike I hope you're saving these for a book one day Mike and, <laughs> and I was enjoying the creative process it was making no money no hope of it ever making money to this day but it might lead to something, so I kept with it. And then I joined Toastmasters and I, I was working on these different fronts and then I, I started sending the emails out daily and about one year That's a long time when you're looking for a light at the end of the tunnel and you're just doing the least sucky things in front of you. One year into my writing, I I succumbed to this idea that had been haunting me. Mike, you could say more from a loftier, more meaningful perspective if you at least occasionally wrote as if you were the universe. And um, I thought, oh, that's so arrogant and that's so presumptuous and that's so... Just that's just so dorky, you know. But I, it kept with me, and I and I would often write uh, as Mike uh, something. But it wouldn't. 
would be like, where, where, where do you know? How do you know? Why do you say that? And how could you tell people you are so loved, you are so adored, if you're just Mike? If you're the universe, it has a whole other context. So finally, I was like, yeah, I could write more. And so I wrote the first one, which, lo and behold, immediately revealed there was room for humor. You know, and I, I punctuate it with something like, P.S., you rock the universe. I'm yeah, like, no, they're oh, so cool. funny. They're very funny, and they're also very personal. Oh, they feel like it, because you put people's first names in your messages. Yeah. And, and really, yeah. I, I know a lot of people who actually listen to them, and you have, or, or read them. You have over 400,000 subscribers um, to yeah, tech.com, yeah, a lot more now, the notes yeah. from the universe. And so my question is, do you write these like the day before? Do you write them all <laughs> at the beginning of the year? Does your mom and Andy help you? I mean, how do you get these written? That would be like telling you the secret to oh, Coca-Cola. Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, the real answer is uh, they often go out the day before. In ah. the beginning, they went out the day of. I mean, they're often written the day before. They used to be written the day they went out, the morning they went out. And sometimes if there's travel or whatever, uh, the software we use, of course, enables me to to load them before I go on a long trip. But it's never the same. Um, And, uh, uh, you know, I think that kind of helps create room for a little more spontaneity. Sometimes a note will actually refer to the fact that today's Thursday, you know, happy Thursday or or something else kind of current events. They're very Uh, funny. They're very entertaining. um, And of course, they're uh, adoring, you know, so they're they're really lovely notes. Um, Thank you. Yeah, very you're much, welcome. Marie. Welcome. So we're going to take a break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meets. I'm interviewing Mike Dooley, an international tax accountant turned entrepreneur, turned writer for the universe, and we'll be right back. Do you live on the East Coast or have the desire to travel there in the near future? Marie will be headed your way in September to teach at Squam in New Hampshire. What is Squam, you ask? Squam retreats bring great people together at a beautiful venue to focus on creativity and self-expression. This fall, Marie will be teaching two workshops on intuition and creativity. Come join Marie at Squam, September 12th through 16th. For more information, please visit squamartworkshops.com. Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. Manson Mitchell interviewed Dee Wallace Friday morning at 10 to discuss conscious creation. Who's in charge of your universe? Here's a hint. You are. Then on Saturday morning at 11, we welcome back New York psychologist John Ryder, the patron saint of positive directions. Having troubles? Flip that thinking. Followed by an hour with Deborah Wilson, and she's brought her angels with her. That's Manson Mitchell, Friday morning at 10 and Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific on Alternative Talk 1150 KKNW. Become a Reiki master the weekend of October 5th through October 7th at the Redmond Town Center Marriott. This two-and-a-half-day transformative workshop is open to all levels of experience and will certify you in Reiki 1, 2, and 3. You will learn to move energy within the body by practicing on other workshop participants. Marie will be your instructor, guiding you with her own symbolic sight and providing constructive feedback. 
Take this opportunity to fulfill your dreams of becoming your very own certified Reiki master. You will receive attunements that allow you to practice Reiki at the master level and information on the laws that govern professional practice in Washington State. Enrollment is limited. Please call 425-825-5671 or visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com, for more details. Are you looking for the best skincare treatment in the Pacific Northwest? Sick of regular spa facials that don't address the problems you seek to correct? Dermaspace, home of the iDerm Facial Treatment, was recently voted Best Facial in Western Washington for 2011 by King 5 Evening Magazine viewers. Our frequent guest of the Marie Manucherry Show, Jody Leon, has brought one of Hollywood's best-kept skincare secrets to the Pacific Northwest. This is Skin Detox at its best. Cleanse, hydrate, rejuvenate. Perfect for men and women of all ages who wish to address problem skin in addition to its amazing anti-aging benefits. It's physical therapy for your skin. The Iderm Facial Treatment has been used by A-list celebrities and clientele of all walks of life for over 70 years. Jody Leon, skin guru and owner of Dermaspace, is proud to be the only licensed esthetician certified to perform the Iderm Facial Treatment in the Pacific Northwest. For more information and a book online, visit Dermaspace.com. That's Dermaspace.com. Or call 206-849-6620. Time for something different. Time for Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Marie Menu Cherry Show. We're live here in almost sunny Seattle, talking to Mike Dooley, who is in very, very sunny Orlando, Florida. I just wanted to remind everyone that I will be at East West Bookshop tomorrow night talking about spirit guides. I know, Mike, you've done many events with East West Bookshop at the Unity Church in Seattle. So you're a favorite of theirs. I know that. And you're going to be in Bellingham on August 4th, um, Mm -hmm. continuing continuing your world tour um, about manifesting. Yeah, I've got a a day-long program called Playing the Matrix and Getting What You Really Want. And there's there's a little matrix I've created. It's a simple little table that helps people get clear on how they define their end results. Uh, We already talked about the fact that I stumbled upon having general end results 12 years ago, and that's one of the tenets of my matrix. And, And this tool that helps us have ideal end results helps us avoid those hit or miss manifestations where sometimes it works, got the parking spot, sometimes it doesn't, I'm still single, uh, <laughs> and then there are those times when it did work, but in hindsight you so wished it hadn't worked. Uh, these hit or misses are avoidable, and this is what my matrix is all about. It'll be, I'll be doing it in Bellingham August 4th, like you said. Lovely, lovely. Yeah, we're very happy to hear about that. It's wonderful. So in the book, one of the chapters is about aligning your beliefs. And you speak often, and we know it's all true, that our thoughts become things. And, you know, learning to harness those, you know, learning to make sure that what you're thinking is actually aligned with what you want versus what most people do all the time. Uh, Think about all the things they don't want. Right. So your, your next best tool about that. Well, I have a favorite tool from that chapter. Well, the, the, it's from my favorite tools in the book, actually, for aligning beliefs. Uh, uh, and, and it begins with the premise and a recognition that, yes, our beliefs are almighty, almighty, but they're almighty 
because of the principle thoughts becoming things. Thoughts becoming things is why our beliefs are powerful. Um, and therefore, with our, our thoughts that become things or don't become things, we can kind of use our thoughts to erode away and or bulldoze away those invisible, limiting, self-sabotaging beliefs. Um, my approach is the opposite of looking for your invisible limiting beliefs because mm-hmm. I believe that when you look for anything in this magical paradise uh, called you know, the plane of manifestation, if you look for it hard enough and, and you're just sure that it's there, you will either find it or you'll create it out of thin air, whether it's dollar bills, brand new friends, or the invisible limiting beliefs that are sabotaging you. And, and people will often draw the false conclusion, I like abundance, I don't have abundance, it must be because I have an invisible limiting self-sabotaging belief, and until I find out what that belief is, I'll never live in abundance. And so they spend all of their energy and force looking for what's wrong with them, and they're never really quite sure. Our beliefs are like that. They're so extremely slippery. And so they stumble on something because something they heard or they read, and they're like, oh, that's it. It's because I don't believe I'm worthy. And of course, my parents didn't believe they're worthy, and now I don't believe I'm worthy. Well, maybe that's the problem, but maybe it's not. They're never really quite sure, but for the fact that they're now stating and claiming that they do not believe that they're worthy, it will be added to perhaps the other reasons that they have not yet come into abundance. And now they're going to need need a team of people over the next two decades to extract this belief (laughs) that they're not worthy, all the while focusing on it, making it even more of a reality in their life. So there is a workaround that is so astonishingly simple. I'm surprised that I haven't heard others speak of it. This is what I advise. You know, I've been, uh, I mentor a group of people in the field of energy medicine um, every Mm -hmm. year. And I gave them a homework assignment last, well, this month, actually, we meet once a month. And the homework assignment was as they were falling asleep at night, that they were going to repeat until they fell asleep or somewhere close in there, you know, every day and every way, my thoughts, words, actions, and beliefs greatly enhance my incredible life. Yeah, so they can like penetrate. That is powerful. Yeah, into the conscious, and then hopefully slipping into the unconscious as well. It does. That's so good, and that's similar to what I'm about to share with you. Um, but, but what's so beautiful about it is no one in that statement is buying into garbage or baggage. And the more they recite that and then act yeah. on it in in their waking hours, the more it shall become their belief. To the degree that any invisible limiting beliefs that may have existed that con contradicted that will no longer make sense in light, in light of their new life, their new behavior, and they'll go away, those invisible limiting exactly. beliefs, without them ever knowing what they were. Sounds so you perfect. don't have to find that sucker, <laughs> pull it out by its roots to get rid of it. It might not even be there, number one, and if it is there, you still don't have to give it lip service or even know what it is to move beyond. Right. And, and, and you know, when people discover whatever wounds or hurts or whatever they've decided is inside their body, I mean, their job is to love themselves and to appreciate themselves no matter what anyway. So, you know, when you have an aha moment of, oh, my God, I, didn't, I wasn't nurtured as, as a child, you know, well, then your job is to nurture you and care for you and see yourself as magnificent. Yeah. 
beautiful, exactly. <laughs> we have a question, Eric, if you don't mind reading it, that someone uh, sent into the website. It's a business question, and I haven't had time to answer it on the air for, I think, about a month. And Alyssa, my assistant, said, well, you know, you've got Mike on the air today. Maybe he could offer some insight to this. Of course I could. Lovely. So Eric's going to read the question for us. All right. This comes from Janice. Janice says, dear Marie. <laughs> and <I've>, Mike. <laughs> and Mike. <laughs> right. She didn't know she was going to be no addressing the, yeah. this to Mike when she wrote it, but uh, she is now. So, right. dear Marie and Mike, I've been trying to release my biz prefer to sell it in Northeast and live my dream of relocating to the home I have waiting for me in Florida. Nothing Mm -hmm. is moving on this for me to get there. How do I make this happen? What do you see? Am I supposed to remain here instead? She didn't say where here is. My heart is there as well as former strange love, but maybe work there will not be good for me. Oh. Question mark, question Mm -hmm. mark, question Mm -hmm. mark, says Janice. All right. Well, I, I, although there is such a thing as signs, uh, I I think it's, it can often be a slippery slope uh, and too much can be read into something. You know, I I wouldn't say anything is meant to be because anything being meant to be uh, straps limitations on us. You, she's got a desire. It sounds like a very uh, great idea. Release the business in the Northeast, uh, live in the dream home in the South. But yet still, those are details. And every single detail that we come up with, while attainable in one way or another at one time or another, also limits the universe. I mean, it, it could well be that the right person or the right job or the right home um, is something that this questioner is not even yet aware of, but yet is drawing a conclusion that, well, here's my options, um, and therefore one of them is the best for me. You know, that's different than what I was talking about earlier when I said choose from the least sucky paths, because that was just designed to get you out in the world if you're not out in the world. But when it comes to choosing from your dreams, you can't even know what's out there that's going to blow your mind. And when you say, well, I know Bob, Sam, and Mark, so which one is my soulmate? It's like, (laughs) it, it might be Jeremiah, it might be... Somebody that lives in South Africa right now, but as soon as you pick one, (laughs) you've eliminated seven billion other opportunities. Right. Um, So I would suggest to the questioner, uh, Janice, I think it was, that um, that she ease up from defining those dreams so much uh, to the degree of you know where she's going to live and and releasing this business and uh, reconciling with a former flame and just focus number one on happiness. Number two, on a career in the sense that, look, I really love what I'm doing now. I so love it. And and I've never made so much money nor had so much freedom. It is blowing my mind. This is how you can get excited without there being details. You know, she doesn't have to get any more excited than what I just said. She doesn't have to say, I so love my silk screening business or I so love my uh, record promotion business. Don't add the second part there. Just say, I so love what I'm doing. My life is so rocking. This is better than I ever expected. This is what she would visualize. These are the mantras she would come up with. And then, uh, you know, address the other areas of her life where she might like to really reaffirm joy and happiness. Uh, you know, the relationship front, uh, uh, the part of the country she lives in, the type of home she lives in, without saying who or where or when. And then, 
after you've defined these end results generally, you know, be all about knocking on doors. Knock on doors for Florida. Knock on doors for selling your business. Knock on doors for expanding your business. Go to the trade fairs. Consider those other things that you've never pursued that you've always thought were out there for you. Maybe it's taking up writing. Maybe it's taking up photography. Maybe it's launching a textile company. Maybe it's working in public accounting. Everybody has stuff that they've thought of, none of which will necessarily be the dream. But these are kind of dots for the universe to connect that will get you out into the world so that you're not in that passive place of, um, you know, is this right or is that right or where, where's the, the, the sign in this and uh, maybe I should wait a little bit longer. You know, don't, don't accept uh, that you have to wait and, and that, that your house or business is not selling or the house is not selling or things aren't working. That doesn't mean don't do anything. It means don't do that for now. Right. It could be six months from now you can release your business or move your home. But in the meantime, while you're waiting, knock on other doors, continue to expand your horizons, network, join Rotary Club, leads groups, uh, mingle, take up knitting, fly a kite, be out there in the world. And now that you've programmed the universe with this rocking career and this new hot flame and the home of your dreams, it knows who, how, when, and where. And because you're showing up doing all these different things, even asking questions, asking guides, participating in this show, um, the universe will find divine magic or your greater self will find ways of getting to you and revealing the right time, place, and circumstances. Wonderful. Thank you so much for answering that question. And we're going to take another break here on the Remanu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle and we're talking with author Mike Dooley about his new book, Leveraging the Universe. We'll be right back. You are always supported. You are never alone. From before you were born and throughout your whole life, you are accompanied by your spirit guides. Making contact with your spirit guides is just the first step on an extraordinary path to discovery. To find out how to make contact with the forces that have always been watching over you, join Marie at her Spirit Guide Workshop, Saturday, October 13th at the Lake Union Courtyard. This interactive day-long workshop will help reveal how you can deepen your relationship with your guides and increase their role in your life. Register online at energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671. There's an exciting new astrology hour, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. with Deborah Silverman. Deborah's unique blend of psychology and astrology turns planetary language into plain English. Join us for an interactive hour that's guaranteed to give you personal insights in a fun and entertaining way. Tune in to Deborah Silverman Live. Whatever your life question, marriage, job, family, relocation, or just curiosity, call for a live reading Tuesdays at 5 p.m. And visit Deborah's website at DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. Have you been thinking about heading down a healthier path but aren't quite sure where to begin? Marie has a set of DVDs that can help steer you in the right direction with wisdom, insight, and a dash of humor. The Healing From Within series imparts practical tools you can easily use to expand personal health. Marie collaborated with frequent radio guest and naturopath Dr. Sheila Dunmerritt to produce four DVDs that include detoxification, heart health, brain health, and hormones. The DVD series can be purchased online at energyintuitive.com or by calling 425-825-5671. 
Get a grip on life with Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle. Just wanted to remind you that, yes, I will be at East West Bookshop tomorrow night, giving hugs, talking about spirit guides. And then I will be um, teaching a workshop on July 14th and 15th about being a medium. So you can communicate with loved ones and friends who are no longer in a body, but very much alive and would love to continue the relationship. Um, one of my favorite things to teach and help people open up to their multisensory abilities. You can find that all on my website at energyintuitive.com. And of course, Mike Dooley will be in our neck of the woods. You're going to fly a long ways and come to Bellingham on August 4th and teach a workshop from 10 to 5. Yes, exactly. So exciting. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. So uh, on chapter six, I think that's chapter six, step six, it says actually, engage the magic. Oh, you know, I didn't get to tell you my trick for aligning your beliefs. Oh, okay. Can I back up and do that? Sure, sure. Micro. I know I'm long-winded, but this will be quick. (laughs) Okay, a micro, and then we'll and then we'll take a a phone call from San Diego as well. Yeah. So so go right ahead. Okay, so uh, when it comes to aligning your beliefs, instead of looking for what's wrong with you in an area where you'd like to see life change, whether it's health or healing or whatever, or abundance, um, number one, identify the area of change. You know, I'd like to be more wealthy. I'd like to find a, a great partner or whatever. And then make a list of all of the beliefs that you would likely have it, if you had already succeeded in that area. Oh, or yeah. model, uh, model this list after Richard Branson or someone who succeeded in areas where you'd like to succeed. They'd believe that they're worthy. They'd believe that, they have, uh, that they're deserving. They believe that they've paid their dues or they believe that no dues are involved. Mm. Make this list really long. Mm. Uh, this will not be enough to change anything. It never is. You have to take action. So then the way you install these beliefs is every day challenge yourself to do some token act of faith. doesn't have to cost money where you act worthy or you act fearless or you act the role of, uh, of the person that had these beliefs that you wished were yours. You know, spend a little more, splurge if it's a money thing or, or give others confidence or courage as if you had it to give. And over time, through your inner witness seeing your behavior, those new beliefs will be installed. And if, we don't even know you have them, but if you had invisible limiting beliefs, those, like I said, will no longer make sense in light of your new behavior to the degree that they'll go away. And in the book, I give lots of examples of beliefs to enumerate. I give examples of how I um, changed different areas of my life around without ever figuring out what my invisible limiting beliefs may or may not have been. It's really an easy way to bring about change without dealing, uh, tackling the invisible. Wow. Yeah. You know, um, when I was reading Infinite Possibilities, one of the things that really hit home and I use all the time is, is just feeling that whatever I want is already here. You know, that's, yeah. it's absolutely already here. And of, of course, not thinking about the how, what, where, when, and why, and all of those things. Mm-hmm. It's just the best way to bypass a quick way to manifest for sure, but the best way to bypass all of the things you think you have to do and then to be yeah. inspired by all the things that are just perfect to yeah. walk towards or to allow in. It's, it's one of my favorite um, techniques. I, th- I think it's a great one. So thank you for writing about that. We're going to go ahead before we hear about the magic, take our call. Eric, who do we have on the phone lines? Let's talk to Victoria in San Diego. Hi, Victoria. Hello. I, I'm, I'm happy to Oh, go I'm ahead. sorry. No, you go right ahead. 
I was going to say I'm happy to be on the show today. I do get those notes from the universe Aww. every morning, so I always enjoy. Um, I love your humor, and I always enjoy what you have to tell me for the day. So Thanks, for the, que- the question I have, oh, I have a question for each of you. So I, I have a strong belief that the universe is always providing what I need in every moment, and I really, you know, at the deepest part of my being, I, I truly believe in that. But I'm, I've had a few health issues in the past year or so, and I find that when I get to the place, like today I feel good, but when I get to the place where I'm not feeling well at all, I start to lose faith in that core belief that I have. Mm-hmm. And so my, one of my questions is to, um, is to Mike is how do you keep that faith going when you really don't feel, um, you know, mentally, mm-hmm. emotionally, and physically well? And then to Marie, I was wondering if you could tell me if I'm leaking any energy in any one of my chakras, and maybe I should be focusing on, you know, healing that. Mm-hmm. Mike, do you want to go first? Sure. Victoria, thanks for yeah. calling and asking. You know, I, I like anybody, I'm an adventurer and I'm a student, and I go through all of those same kind of things. I, I have resistance when it comes to sitting down and writing. I have uh, talks coming up that I'm just sure they're going to go bad. <laughs> you know, crazy stuff, and I don't mind admitting it um, because uh, one of my messages is, is, you know, in spite of our negativity, if we still do what we know to do, it'll always be enough. Visualize. Even if while you're visualizing, negative thoughts enter your head, and I give examples mm-hmm. of that in the book, etc. And so this is, you know, one of the predicaments that you've described of living in the jungles of time and space where there's just no let up of the the physical sensory perception. But one of the challenges that we face is not falling for the lie. You know, what you're picking up physically, you know, uh, is only a mirror of what's what else is going on. It is not reality. And and so I can only tell you, you just keep working on it. You keep chipping it, chipping away at it. And a little quick thing that I just did. I love to run my form of exercise. I tore some cartilage in a knee. Uh, usually it requires surgery. Every time I run, this is like knife-like poking in my right knee. And uh, I, I gave it some time off. It was healing a little bit, but it was recurring. And I thought to myself, you know, how do I not think of this pain when I'm running? Because it's like a knife in my right knee. And it'd be like, you know, great knee, knife, great knee, knife. And how do I, <laughs> and I remember thinking, just let it be the dang knife focus on the left knee. I couldn't turn off the pain in the right knee. And I wasn't going to stop because I thought, let me just push this for a quarter mile every day and maybe it'll ebb away. And sure enough, within one week, there is zero pain. And all I did when I was running is I kept marveling at my left knee. It's like it didn't hurt at all. And it seemed so futile against the pain in my right knee, which was screaming at me. But my silent right knee was just like, wow, what a marvel. Could you imagine what it would be like to have two knees that didn't hurt? Could you imagine being able to run your old three miles every day? Could you imagine? And that was all the ammunition I could muster up, and it seemed so pointless. And so I would tell you, just, you know, look. Today, give it to yourself. You're feeling a little bit down. You're feeling low energy. You can't figure out why you've got this ailment or this medical condition. But, hey, your vision's awesome today. And, and hey, your right foot is feeling fantastic. And, hey, look at all this working well and the other 900,000 body parts of you. And focus on what's working right uh, and give it time. Absolutely. Yeah, that is just absolutely beautiful. Whenever I approach a body on the table when I'm working on clients, my, in my mind, their body is completely healthy and whole, regardless of 
any diagnoses they've had or pain they have in their body or whatnot, that that's the image that I'm holding in my mind the entire time that I'm working on them. You, you know, and you are very wise. You asked about a leak and um, of course, I read your energy before we went on the air, and you do have a leak in the mental plane of your auric field, which directly connects to the immune system. And what heals the immune system, in my opinion, is falling in love with yourself. You know, it's all about self-love. It you know helps with the endocrine organs and primary organs like the liver, pancreas, um, liver, and intestinal tract, which is like 80% of your immunity, the ability to absorb and digest and to release toxins is very important for immune health. And that's why sometimes your symptoms are just so weird. You know, they're in one direction, one way, and then off the other direction and very difficult to even medically diagnose conventionally um, or for for it to stay in that diagnosis because then you come up with another symptom. So I would really work on mirror work, you know, making direct eye contact, looking into your beautiful face in the mirror and telling yourself how much you love yourself and feeling feelings of self-love, you know, just really um, taking the time to have the energy to have the feeling because that's really what makes that mental field heal up and uh, and your organs to be happier. And I love the idea of focusing on what works because that's loving yourself too and appreciating your eyes or your toes or um, the way you pay, play the piano or anything, you know, that's um, what keeps the immune system well. Thank you so much. That really helps. And um, Marie, I think you're right on because I've, I've had digestive issues, and mm-hmm. that's what my acupuncturist has been working on me, you know, for is, um, well, I've had other symptoms too. Right. But, um, you know, it's funny because I was actually thinking I need to start finding a way to love myself. Ugh, you're so insightful. You already know all well, the answers. <laughs> I love that. I love it. I don't know all the answers. That's why I called you. But <laughs> but you um, do. You do. <laughs> but I wanted some validation. And, and for the mirror work, I mean, I can do that. But I, I guess my question is always, like, how do you get to that the yeah. true deep feeling. I mean, it sounds yeah. like, okay, I'll do this mirror no, work. And, it's a yeah. fabulous question, and I, and I address it really well in my book. I wrote a whole um, chapter on the immune system and, and talked about a man who has um, intestinal problems, digestive issues. And uh, you, you have to think of someone. I mean, it's one way to do it. Someone or something okay. that you love so unconditionally. It could be a pet. For me, it's uh-huh. my daughter's. It could be a body of water or a country. And then once you have that feeling of, oh my gosh, I love this thing so much, then you transfer that feeling into your own body so you can get used to that frequency and that vibration. It's a great question. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, great question. And I have your book. It's in the, the ah. one with the, with the chakra book. Yes, right? yes, so yes. Okay, yeah, so I'll yeah. look at that. Chapter um, four. Yeah. Okay, and <laughs> okay. I will continue to focus on what I'm grateful for and I'll do the work that, uh, that you just told me to do. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. All righty. Okay, so Mike, back to the magic. Mm-hmm. Step six. So, what's a good technique or tool for us to align to the magic? Oh, um, aligning to the magic. Wow. Uh, <laughs> you know, just kind of seeing what's already there. I think in this chapter, uh, what I it, the chapter is engage the magic. And, uh, mm. you know, it's funny when people become spiritually aware mm-hmm. and they know that they need to take action or as some people phrase it, massive action, they start wondering what massive spiritual things should they be doing, you know? And it's like, this is not. Anything you do is spiritual. It's all spirit. Matter uh, and money are pure spirit, as the universe once said, only more so because you've thought about them so much that they've shown up. Uh, It's all spirit. So really, all that I'm getting at in 
step seven, step six of uh, leveraging the universe is to kind of engage the magic is to kind of engage yourself. Mm. And uh, the analogy I say, it's all about starting, basically, mm. uh, getting started, uh, overcoming that initial resistance, which most people um, capitulate to thinking that their ducks are not yet lined up. Uh, I've got news. <laughs> ducks don't line up. Not even on the Discovery Channel do ducks line up. You know, you never see the mama jo- duck, you know, barking out orders. Come on, we've got a lake or a stream or a river or a road to cross. Everyone line up or we're not going. No. Instead, what does mama do? She just goes. She's right. like, Bam, she's on her way. And in the instant, Mama Duck goes. It's like a flash goes to the flock, and they all scramble to quickly line up. Starting is what makes our own ducks line up. People will be like, no, you know, I don't have quite the the, the know-how, quite the confidence, quite the experience. I don't have quite the dollar bills lined up. You know, I need to wait for my ducks to line up. It's like, oh. You know, that's the that's the kiss of doom. They're not lining <laughs> up. You need to start. And here's what throws people off. They they sometimes people, you know, they'll wake up in the middle of the night. They'll be really excited about a new idea. I've done this a hundred times. You know, they're bouncing off of the walls. And then the next day or the next month or whenever it is, they kind of lose enthusiasm. And they're like, what happened? What happened was is you started you, – you, you left the, the place of joy and excitement, and you started thinking about how am I going to do that? Come on, let's get real. Let's get practical. In this economy, are you kidding me? With this old body, in no way. It's like, look, don't worry about – what they do when they're messing with the house in this case is they're trying to allocate or foresee the resources they're going to need – to finish the journey that they've been dreaming about, completely forgetting one of the universal truths that our lives bear witness to is that the resources you need to finish a journey will come to you as you go out on that journey. In other words, tomorrow's needs, and people are good to see those, tomorrow's needs that we're often so afraid of will be met with tomorrow's resources. Tomorrow will come with its own set of resources so long as we start and keep going. A mortgage company knows this. This is why they give mortgages. They know you don't have the money to meet the needs that you're going to have tomorrow to pay off this house. That's why they show up. They see you've got a job. You've got a steady income flow. That's enough for them to have confidence that this note is going to get paid, theoretically, is how it's supposed to work. Um, We have to have that same kind of confidence in ourselves. It's like, yeah, of course you don't have the confidence you need right now to finish your dream, to write your book, to appear on stage, to whatever, whatever. But 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 you don't have to do that today. Today, you just need to kind of get it to the printer. Today, you just need to write the first chapter. You do have the confidence for that. The confidence you need to then appear on Oprah or then to talk with Marie or then to do whatever, do whatever, that's going to show up. Tomorrow's needs will be met with tomorrow's resources so long as you start here now today. And this is the secret of engaging the magic. You first physically engage yourself doing what you can with what you've got from where you all, all of which will seem very unglamorous and very unspiritual. Uh. 
Uh, well, thank you so. Our time is almost out. Believe it or not, it's an hour already. <laughs> hard to believe. Thank you so much, Mike. It was a pleasure again. I think this is our. It was mine. Oh, thank you. Our third thank or fourth you, time. You're welcome on the air. And I'm happy again to recommend that people go out and get leveraging the universe: seven steps to engaging life's magic. Um, congratulations. What is this book? Eight, nine. Uh, I'm just curious. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's nine. Actually. Nine. Thank you oh, very much. you're welcome. And have and a congratulations on your book and thank all the you. good work you do. That's thank why you I'm so much. happy when I hear from you. Oh, thank you so much, Mike. And um, everyone, come and see Mike on August fourth in Bellingham, and have a beautiful day in Orlando. And um, I hopefully will talk to you soon. Cheers. Thank you so much, and thank you everyone for listening. I'll be back next week, and I will be talking with. Oh my goodness. Um, Eric, I can't say his last name. Sorry about He's the author of Rethinking Depression. That's going to be a fabulous interview. I'm so looking forward to it. Until next week, joyful blessings. Bye-bye.